And we're going. No more dead air, baby. In the su- welcome to Sissy Boys. There. Why? Why are you so obsessed with Cooper doing the intro? <laughs> I just wanted to see what he would bring to the table. What bring to the table? He did this. Yeah. He did this. Like we're. Oh, on- I forgot. We're not on. I forgot we're on video. <laughs> yeah, we're on. Video. <laughs> I think was- we're on a movie set. <laughs> You can't do that to Cooper. Everyone just saw that disrespect. <laughs> but I gave you like it was a big opportunity for you to like do something, and you go, "Oh, welcome to Sissy Boy." You could have like, got your sad card off that. People are watching it already. <laughs> They're here. <laughs> they know who they we are. clicked on the video. Cooper, introduce yourself to the people. I'm Cooper Lydon. What's something about? And if you? you haven't figured it out yet, go fuck yourself. That's pretty good, Matt. Tell the people who you are. Um, I'm Steve Buscemi. And uh, uh, welcome to This American Life. Why would you lie? I'm Matt Legrand, and this is the Sissy Boys Podcast. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, Cooper, how was your week? It was good. Last night, I uh, I went to Bossa Nova. Tell me about Bossa Nova. Uh, tell the people of Bossa Nova. Wait, wait, did you go to the one in West Hollywood? Yeah. Okay. Did you know Jesse Velasquez used to work? There? Let him tell the people what Sorry, Boston okay. Nova. You gotta is. stop. You gotta stop. Who gives a fuck <laughs> where that fucking dumbass works? No, Nobody cool. cares where I like he Jesse. works. I think he's funny. I love. He Jesse. is funny. But go, go, go. I was there with Brian Simpson after working at the comedy store. Great, and it's comic. a wonderful Brazilian. You know, kind of fancy. They have like you know like average like twenty five dollar entree, but it's not crazy. We were there, and then we meet up with a lot of other people from the comedy store. A few of which were hang-ons who were nft guys and what do you mean nft guys like they make their money off of like selling nfts and like bitcoin and blockchain did they explain to you at all what that means not no they never really (laughs) they never really do no they never really do it's one of the most boring things in the world because there's nothing i hate more than people who are in a new and exciting field because they're the worst people in the world and they just want to be interesting. They're so excited. Yeah, they're like, this is actually really interesting. And you're like, fucking pictures, you fucking loser. Well, the thing is, when you're in that kind of space, they can't help but think that you're a dumbass for not being involved. And then one of them told one of those classic stories where they were like, a few months ago, a guy told me, like, you know, all these pictures, you got to buy them up. And I was like, why would I do that? It's $200 for a picture. And now, it's bored ape. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> do you know what that is it was bored ape it's like the big nft do you one. know what that is uh yeah i have a i have kind of an understanding of is, it's an image of a bored ape you've you've probably seen it it's like the monkeys they're jamie just monkeys. can you pull it up they're just monkeys that's all it is and you know i don't know they sell the pictures and it's the same thing where they said artists were going to make money off it but now there's just big things that do it but there's this one guy that was just such a fucking piece of shit yeah, and he had like a he had like a he had like a nice sort of Calvin Klein jacket zipped down to here, and he just kept sitting back and like just talking to the waitress. He's like, "You guys don't have the chocolate pizza," and yeah. then just being like, "I actually left my job yesterday to get into NFTs." Yeah, no, see the the dynamics of it don't interest me at all. What really interests me is the people who are involved in it, because yeah. these are the same people that I would say in the turn of the century were like or not in the turn of the century, but like hundreds of years ago, we're living in Portugal. Like, yeah, you can just take land. Yeah. yeah. You can just take the land yeah. and it's fine. Like, so there's the- this place in Africa with tons of people <laughs> and it's a really new and exciting field. And it's like, you're killing the world. You're destroying. Yeah. You're in Which South is not Africa. to equate the two things, but the mentality, the mentality, inhumanity in those people. <laughs> it's the shark guys. It's good that they're doing NFTs and not that we're lucky. Things the, are illegal. The some. way their eyes are dead and locked. Yeah. It's a similar energy. It's disgusting. I'm most upset about the quarter zip jacket. Yeah. yeah you have that a full is, that like, is for rough. me that's like very revealing about someone. Yeah. It's like a it's like you could either unzip it or like you you know, really zip it up, but they're like, you know what, I'm gonna do a quarter zip down. Right. Yeah. Cause he's like, I want, you know, people got to see the chat and it's like, well, he's like, I'm wearing a a Balenciaga t-shirt. So I definitely would like you to get a peek. Oh, that's so funny. (laughs) I definitely would like you to get a peek. Um, Um, which I'm guessing that majority of these people are trust fund kids. Dude, I have no yeah. fucking... Like, they've I, never I worked no before, idea. and they're like, Mom, I need $1,200 to invest. The thing is, if they invest. are, you can never find out. Because no. they'll be like, they find ways to work around admitting that. Yeah. that's No no one in LA is a trust fund kid. 
Not a single one. No single person in LA is a trust fund kid. Isn't yeah. that crazy that none of them are? Yeah. None of them admit to it. Yeah. They've all actually had really hard lives. Right. It's one of the most expensive cities in the world. And they're like, I was actually born 15 feet under the ground. Um, <laughs> well, but then, yeah, they're not trust fund kids because uh, they... No, no, no. I work for my dad's company. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, they'll just say, oh, I work a job. I have a job. Yeah. I work. And That's they'll be how. like, oh, yeah, I actually have this mentor. And then they just say their father. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay. But isn't yeah. NFTs the perfect cover up for a trust fund kid? Because no oh, one is going to verify how much money they're right, making. Right. Yeah. Like, That's oh, fair. yeah. I make yeah. my money through NFTs. Meaning last week he made $75 and he's like, oh, right. I made money. Yeah, yeah. That happens. So a that lot. is how I make my money. I spend my parents' money, but my money. I get from NFTs. Matt, there's not a lot of NFT people coming to the bar you work at, right? <sighs> Non-fuckable. I almost... Never mind. Uh, NFTs? No, no, no. I don't think so. I don't know if gays... You know, it's it's a similar thing to the fracking pandemic. Uh, right. I don't know if gays have the really... The frackdemic. No, no, no. He's talk Cooper, don't laugh. He's talking about the frackdemic. <laughs> Sorry. The frackdemic. I don't know if... I don't know if, like, gays have tapped into the... At the NFT world. Oh, I feel like they're in there. I would buy a gay NFT. Oh, that's cool. I would I, like you know that guy. You know that guy <laughs> sitting at the edge of the bed with a huge, uh, cop? yeah, yeah, yeah. They would like sure. The, the, I would buy an NFT of him. That's true. You would buy an NFT of a uh, of a penis coming out of a dress. Yeah. Oh, that's a good yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would definitely buy like an NFT of just a nice like cocktail gown. But you can see there's a cock in there. You can see it in there. I'd pay I'd pay two hundred thousand dollars to uh, Is that much uh, on the blockchain. Can I? Uh, what if I like got an NFTs and I showed you the NFTs and they were all just hardcore? Porn I mean, that's what would be then, great is if those became the biggest, most sought after thing. So all of these guys, like as their Twitter pictures, had to put like a. a a nice cock and a cocktail yeah. gown. Yeah, so like this whole gay NFT thing. Yeah, like dude, kind of it's blowing, blowing up. up right now. I own like 1,300 pictures of cocks. I own bored penis. Yeah. <laughs> what were you going to say? Uh, I just am trying to... Well, on that, just piggybacking, it would be cool if um, NFT bros started um, selling gay men into slavery. Interesting. I think that would be a cool angle. Like, yeah, we're really into gay people. And you're they like, couldn't. oh, that's awesome. You're, they're like, no, selling them. There's yeah. no way, dude. There, I mean, that would be way too hard. I started off with just my trunk of stealing gay men. Now we're up to. 15 I don't think semis. it would be because, like, you know, I would be kind of honored. I would be like, "Wow, all these straight guys want me." They want you. And where would as you go? As their product. Do you think that you would be like working as a butler in their homes? Uh, no, you wouldn't work. They would just put you in a closet and yeah, say exactly. that they own you. No, I'm in a glass. Oh, I'm in a, you're in a glass case. Yeah. I'm in a glass case of emotion, and they can snap pictures of me. Whenever I was going to say you would be the worst butler of all time. Why would you say that? I, you would be so bad. It would be crazy. I would talk a lot in the morning, but I'm so good. <laughs> I love cleaning. It's my passion. You're so honest with yourself. You're like, probably, listen, 8 a.m. to 11, I'm a bit of a chatty hey, Matt, I'll tell you this right now. You're a bit of a bull in a china shop. A sometimes, bull. sometimes a... you sort of, you lug, you lug around and you smash things. Okay, I was just thinking about this yesterday. I had to move 300 pieces of expensive art yeah. and... Uh, two hundred and ninety-eight of them scraped the floor yes. and chipped their frames. You're you're but, a bit of a lug, but I got the job done. You got the jo no. I'm not saying you wouldn't get the no, job. No, no. I was just thinking about it. I was like, I am horrible at this. You were built for manual labor. You were built to work construction where you can like hit a beam against a pole and it doesn't yeah. really matter. You weren't made for for the the tactical abilities of a butler. It's like I would. There's all these like objects that need to be dusted, and I would bring like a power washer, and yeah, <laughs> like half exactly. of them would be shattered. But I'm like, there's no more dust. You would also bring your cats, and they would just knock over shit, and you'd be like, George, Zelda, the guy you're working for is like, this is yeah. Not, I, would is not, not cool. I would not. I would not because you're very clean, but you're a bit of a galumph. Is that a word? I, I I think it it the the noise sounds right. Are you saying that I would be... I'll um, let it go. Thank you, Cooper. Uh, what's his... Okay, what are the seven dwarves? I don't know if we're allowed to say that anymore. But... Uh, uh, sleepy. Grumpy. Grumpy. Travis Pastrana. Travis Pastrana. <laughs> Bucky Lasik. Tony Hawk. Bucky <laughs> <No. laughs> <Bucky> Ryan <laughs> Sheckler. Nigel Houston. Whoa, welcome to our home. <laughs> Shania Twain. The seven dwarves are all in the... I would be case. bashful. Bashful is one of them. Bashful, I think, is one of them. Yeah, but you're That's... not bashful. No, I would say... 
Are you offended that I didn't think you're bashful? But no, isn't bashful the same as glumphy or whatever? No, 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 no. no, no bashful no. is like like shy. Stop. Yeah. Oh, I thought like you're bat. Okay, well, <laughs> I'm so dumb. I, I was thinking that. it's like you bash into things, like you're bashful. It used. It was. It was. <laughs> Bash isn't a verb. <laughs> It's not. It's, what do you mean? It's not a verb. <laughs> you just sound like a blood who doesn't want to say c words. You're like I bashed into another car. Like oh, that's so. Oh, funny. instead of cr- I'm just no, made, no, no. Bash yeah. is ba- bash is word, but bashful means you're shy. Bash I think, is a verb. I think they are related in that it's like no. it's like I'm shy. No, they are <laughs> almost the opposite. Bashing into things. Yeah, ba- you bashed into it. Yeah, you can say that. Absolutely. Uh, I hate that there were there were nine of them and they got rid of two. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. Slutty yeah. and Coy. Yeah. They did I miss I it sucks that they got rid of Slutty and Coy. They had some of the best laugh lines in that whole thing. Yeah. yeah. They would they'd suck all the other dwarves dicks. Slutty was a lot of fun, <laughs> but he really um messed with the like synchronicity yeah, of the home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were all trying to go to work and then one of them would be gone. It's like, "We're Slutty, but Slutty <laughs> was no, no. They're like we're trying to mine this cave, and you won't stop fucking us in the ass. <laughs> well, they yeah. they want to fuck Slutty too. I mean, it's yeah, not yeah, all no, he is fault. hot as hell. He's so hot. But I mean, Slutty brought in the most <laughs> and money. Boy was just a fucking bitch. Slutty was working the corner, bringing home the cheddar. <laughs> I mean, that mine shit. I mean, the price of coal. Right, is right, right. Back then, what's their name? That company didn't even have a monopoly on diamonds. They were worth nothing. They were worth nothing. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah they're yeah. like okay. They had no stake in the lands. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We need someone to fucking selling their body left and right, <laughs> so we can pay for this cottage in the middle of God knows where. You're right. Who is their landlord? Jesus. Oh, that's a great question. Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> in the eighties. <80s. laughs> That's why they were all white. It's beautiful. <laughs> we got these people. They're taking the. They're taking the gold. Did you they're guys? They're did, small. <laughs> did you guys? But hear? they have big hearts. Yeah. Go and on. And Slutty's got big parts. <laughs> big parts. Um, big part. We got big hearts and big parts and short legs. Did you guys hear about uh, Peter Dinklage like condemning no. the Seven Dwarves? Oh, interesting. Did they're he? doing a live action. My cat George keeps whining. It's adding texture. Um, they're doing a live action remake of Snow White. Oh, don't do that. And Gal Gadot is the evil queen. And wait, they're doing a. Re- can we make a new thing? No. Can we do? Can we give it a shot? No. Dan, it's a hundred year old story that makes one of dwarves. Get literally, we're doing it like, again. We're gonna okay? get to the point. It's so funny because it's like. Clearly, all of this shit is just like, as long as it aligns with commerce, we're okay with condemning it. But it's like, eventually, we are going to come to a point where they're going to keep doing remakes. And it's going to be a remake of something like Snow White, where it's like, I don't know about but they're going to be like, money in the bank, baby. We're going to still do it. And people are going to have to find a way to work their way around. We're like, okay, I guess this is fine. It's not. They're going to remake Birth of a Nation. Yeah. Well, I mean, Tom Holland. It has name recognition, so we're going to do it. Birth of a Nation was a remake. Uh, What? There's an original movie called Birth of the Nation. Birth of a Nation that was made in the 60s. That's what he's taught. No, no, no. no, no. It was made in the... It was made in like the early 1900s. Okay, but you know there was already a remake of that movie that came out 10 years ago. Well, that's crazy. That is crazy. And it was made by, God damn it, his name is escaping me, but it won the Sundance Film Festival, like the Grand Jury Prize, and like won all these awards, written, directed, and starring the sky, and then he got accused of rape. And well, every it was the it was the highest sold movie from the festival in history. Whoa! Like crazy. It's, I saw it in theaters. It was fucking great, and people were obsessed with it. And then, right when it was about to like come out, it was like all these girls were like, "He raped me. He raped me. He raped me." And then all the reviews changed. They're all like, "Actually, this movie isn't that good." Right. And then no one bought the movie. Well, nor should they, because it gives money to that guy. Yeah, but he's hot. <laughs> no. No. You're right. He wasn't that good looking. Thank you, Matt. Um, um, but, okay, Seven Dwarves. There used to be nine. But uh, Peter Dinklage was on Mark Marin's show, WTH or whatever. Uh-huh. What the heck? BTW. <laughs> what the heck? His Mark thing. Marin's show, BTW. Hey, what the heck? <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> what the heck is going on here? Last and night? he was like, how dare they create a... Uh, 
He was like, I thought we moved past this prejudice. I can't believe they're making a live action remake. I don't think that's actually an outlandish thing to say, to be honest with no, you. No, not at all. No, everyone's it's, on his side. It's yeah. so like on point that it's like everyone should feel stupid for not immediately. Like, I think that is kind of the immediate response. But yeah, his response was so funny where he's like, for real? Yeah. Like, for real? The seven dwarves? I mean, it is one of those things where it's like little people. I mean, disabilities in general, but like. Little people, it's this thing where you think of them and, and like a lot, they were a punchline up until like incredibly recently. Up until four years and ago. The, and yeah. the idea behind it is like, oh, well, they never went through like actual oppression or whatever. And it's like, what are you talking? Think about it for a second. If like the world is the way that it is. And, like, you had to go through the world, like, living in a world that is built for people who are larger than you. Yeah, it's crazy. Your whole life. Yeah. And you're seen as other your whole... It's like, yeah, they have. It's just there's not as many of them, so it's not as big of, like, a thing that's seen in, yeah. in public, like, discourse or I think the bigger pushback, it's not that they... It's not like the argument is like, well, they haven't been oppressed. It's more that we don't see any um, representation of... A, a little person that is powerful. So why would I not make it's fun both, of them? It's both. But like the, the John Mulaney you know, if bit. This person looks different than me. I'm going to make fun of them. And there's no one to say stop that who is powerful. Do you remember the John Mulaney bit where he literally, he, he goes, I mean, it, it, he doesn't say it right off the top, but the premise of the bit is that like, yeah, little people have not gone through like systemic oppression. Which yeah. I don't think it's true. I think like like systemic is a weird word to put on it or whatever. But it's like I mean but they absolutely have. They, have. they ha okay, but yes, we're arguing the same. Like yeah. they have just by from the nature of being alive. Yeah. in it's, a world where uh, majority of people are over five foot and otherized. But then there's also this other thing where it's like it's it was it's normalized to like laugh at them like yeah. it's normalized to to do all this like horrendous shit where if you think about it for a second it's like oh my god that's so mean but people are cool with it because there's so many less of them and it's like yeah yeah i, I mean i remember a recent special from a comedian that like both of us or all of us know where like Tony he derail yeah he derails his entire set to do a joke about little people that is like the dumbest easy people have done that same joke since the 1950s yeah and it's like yeah i'm just gonna do and it, i mean it was you know was it about kevin hart no no it was just it was just about like <sighs> matt was that even come funny on or i didn't even get it oh because he's short oh i meant to do the womp 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 <laughs> But uh, so um, they the uh, because Peter Dinklage is an Emmy Golden Globe winning actor and is like so established now and has star power. Yeah. And he said that and it got a lot, you know, because of the Internet now, it got a lot of traction. People are like, oh, wait, this is fucked up. Yeah. Why are we spending three hundred million dollars to make a movie called the Snow yeah. White and the Seven also Dwarfs where so seven grown money. men live together in a little cottage together because they're yeah. not real people. So uh, the studios changed because of that. Whoa. And cool. they're like, we're going to find an alternative way to have her living with seven giants. <laughs> oh, that's cool. She lives with the Harlem Globetrotters, just like a really tall guys. <laughs> no, but they're going to, I don't know what they're doing, but it's not going to be people. I think she's going to live with like creatures or something, which may be more fucked up. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. How about we just write a new movie? Maybe that. Maybe we write a what new movie. What if it's movie? Snow White and um, Chief Keef's children? It's like our I, there's there's Snow White and Chief Keef's nine children. <laughs> there's like there's we know all together probably three hundred thousand people in L.A. who claim at least to write movies. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Is are none of them good? Are like yeah. none of them? I'm not good. <laughs> okay. Well, present company excluded. Like. If we want things to get better, if we want things to like move forward and to push the ball forward, you're going to have to put new shit out there right. for people to talk about and critique. But I think it is this kind of fear where it's like, oh, we already did Snow White and people already liked it. So let's do it again because we're afraid because of like, you know, public discourse is getting a little bit more intelligent. But we're still behind in the times that the way to get past that is by doing old stuff. But it's like, 
Not nope, not anymore. Not, not at all. Might as well just do something new. Yeah. Might as well because the old stuff is still going to get critiqued. Yeah. You just have like the the like wall to hide behind of well, this is just a remake. It's, it's so like yeah, it's a stupid. remake of something stupid that you chose to do. Yeah, you you're still supporting it. You're still supporting yeah. it. You're putting it on screen again. Yeah, it's just make a bad movie. Uh, just right. get just get a young person that has a movie and you think it's good and then make it and then if it's not you're still billionaires. Yeah, so there's it'll th- be all right. There's a really bad it's a, a Vince Vaughn and who's the guy in Lethal Weapon? Uh Mel Gibson. Mel, it's Vince Vaughn and Mel Gibson it's called Dragged Across Concrete. Wedding Kids. It was it, it, Drag the cross. Dragged Across Concrete. Are the, and does that sentence make sense? Dragged yeah, they dra- someone was dragged across concrete. Like, oh, I say you said drag the cross. No, uh, dragged, dragged across, across concrete. concrete. And uh it was like it was how you would expect a, When did this come out? Uh years ago. It it was like how you would expect a Vince Vaughn Mel Gibson movie to go. That Such combo is weird, so so weird, insane. but I'm like are these the only people making new movies? Yeah. <laughs> like are these yeah, that is, is this so funny. They those guys are making new movies. Yeah. No, not something I agree with, right? But they're making new Can we please get something new on yeah. the other side of things? That, Did that we is, already forget that Mel Gibson beat his wife and hates That's Jewish the thing. People? He made it like himself. Yeah, like like he funded. I think he's like the director. I think that's kind of what he does with all his new stuff. Yeah, yeah. Which is funny, where it's like they either because all they want is name recognition, so they either get a remake of a movie or they just get anyone famous to make it. Where they're like, well, it's either Seven Dwarves or a virulent anti semite. Yeah, nobody else is making movies. Yeah, it is so funny, dude. He made such a bag off Passion of the Christ. Yeah, he made. he that probably dude, still makes money a lot of it. Oh of it. yeah, dude, that was such a money move. Yeah, that it, was such a big dog money move. It's a great movie. Yeah, Have you seen it? I mean, no. Yeah, you, you the, think it's great? When's the, the last time you saw it? I'm sorry. Why the hell did you say yes? Oh, why did I say yes? If you haven't seen did it, did I say yes to seeing it? No, no. You said I said it's a great movie, and you said yes. I think you're still oh. Christian. Yeah, I think you're. You're almost why offended the by hell it. Did you say? Yes? I've heard it's still. I've no, heard no, I just good. don't like liars. I've heard it's good. <laughs> I just don't. He's just confidently like, "Oh yeah, that movie is fucking rock." This movie means a lot to him. Well, I admit to not seeing it. I could have said, "Yeah, I saw it," and I said, "No." Okay, that's true. You're an honest guy. Thank you. Shake on it. No. Okay, my hands are sweaty. So <laughs> and they're I'm cut. Relieved. They're they're sliced. You have I, this is from my cat. Hand. I have literally. Cuts on yeah, Battle Scores. Great movie, one of the highest grossing films of all time. But mm. so well done and like very visceral and jarring. And Monica Belushi plays M- Mary Magdalene. Mm-hmm. She's got huge milkers. Okay. Do they go into the his relationship with Mary Magdalene at all? Uh, it's very like, you know, it's nothing controversial like The Last right. Temptation of Christ. It's right. just very like um, this woman, like, you know, the story with Mary Magdalene is that she was a prostitute that Jesus, like, took um, compassion on. Now, as a religious scholar, um, now, Mary Magdalene is sort of being uh, reclaimed by women who are in the, like, semi-spiritual community. I'm sure by other people, too. But that's why I hear it from the most is that Mary Magdalene is actually, like, a symbol of... We're in L.A., Cooper, baby. Say, say the joke. My Uber's here. There you go. Okay. Um, it, it, she's sort of being My like. My wife was in that ambulance. No. We keep giving, <laughs> we keep giving you opportunities. No, she was. Like... Cooper, it's fine. <laughs> Cooper, it's okay. It's oh okay. no, she's your cat okay. died again. That's my only wife. Um, the cat is still alive. But so Mary Magdalene is being reclaimed by, from what I've seen, women in the spiritual community who are like she was actually like a symbol of like femininity and like women's sexual power that because of religious text was sort of like subverted and made into this ugly evil thing and now it's sort of being reclaimed and put back into the story. Yeah. I mean Jesus hung out with her. Um something that is like, you know, the most controversial part is that there's there are four gospels that are recorded in the Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, but there are several other gospels at the Council of Nicaea that they were like, We don't like that narrative. We're leaving them out. Yeah, sure. Ludacris, so in T I Yeah Bun Big B, Boy Pimp C, Big Boy Bashful, Andre. Sleepy, Snoozy, <laughs> Slutty. Yeah, uh, the slutty gospel. The slutty gospel. <laughs> the gospel of slut. Dude, that's going to be the that which would be, be the Mary next Gunna album. Yeah, that's a good out. Al- yeah, that's really good. Big um, Dick is back outside. That's when he comes out of the cave. Big Dick's back outside. But in some of these gospels, um, 
I think it's the Gospel of Judas, or no, maybe it's the Gospel of Thomas, but um, Jesus is portrayed more as a human, and he claims that, like, we are all, God is within all of us, like, mm-hmm. he's not, like, divine, but he has a, um, he has, like, an intimate relationship with Mary Magdalene. Yes. And that's the the film that um, Scorsese nice. made, The Last Temptation last of Christ, of that's it, what, yeah. like, it explores, right. and that's why it was, like, banned from many countries, and... Uh, so, um, I understand that narrative. Mary Magdalene in the Bible, the most like famous depiction of her is that, uh, Jesus is with all these people who are obsessed with him. Um, go off King Mm -hmm. and of Kings, Jesus is King. And, uh, Mary Magdalene brings a bottle of like perfume, which is so rare. Like, you know, how could you even have that back in the day? And she breaks the she opens the bottle and pours it all over his feet to clean his feet. Cause everyone was so dirty back then you're walking around in Birkenstocks right in the dirt. And, uh, yeah. So she cleaned his, she poured the perfume on his feet and she wa- and she dried his feet with her hair. So she was just like, I am worshiping this man. And it was right. like a beautiful depiction of like. Can you imagine like, if someone did that to your feet? You'd be like, this is gross as fuck. <laughs> no, I would, perf- I would like you're that. You're rubbing your hair on That's my hot. feet? That's hot. That's fucking hot. You're giving like the Gen Z, like, come on, put it in context, bro. Sorry. Come on. That could be a type of porn, though, rubbing hair on feet. I'm sure it Dude, is. Dude, I'll bet Gunna had that done to him yesterday. God, he's so cool. He's the coolest guy ever. Okay, so she rubs his feet like a freak. Okay, so she be dumping like Chanel number five on his feet, rubbing her fucking weave in between the toes. I'm sure there's some sort of allegory behind that too, where it's like the use of perfume and hair does sort of symbolize like a melding of Jesus to femininity. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I think the whole thing is beautiful, and like the takeaway, which people like often forget, is like. Uh, you know, there's this like wonderful, there's this t-shirt that's kind of iconic where it's like Jesus spent his time with 12 men and a prostitute. I'm more like him than you are. Mm-hmm. Like it's like a gay iconic t-shirt like or whatever. That. But um, yeah, this woman was a prostitute and he was like, so everyone was like, get this fucking whore away from us. Right. And Jesus was like, she he was like she just dumped, like she does not have money and she just dumped her most valuable possession on my feet this woman actually appreciates me more than all of you right. you're all fake as hell she's a real one right and so it's kind of like a funny contrast now because like you know when you think of christians it's like these uptight like bigoty like like snooty people and it's like jesus was literally hanging out like on skid row with like because he said, I came to heal the sick, not the yeah. whatever. I mean, the most prominent example of, of that reclamation is like FKA Twigs, not this last album, but the one before that had like a lot of allusions to Mary Magdalene in it. And it's like, I think it is something that people are sort of starting to uncover and reveal. But the issue is because of like the current context of Christianity and stuff, I think it is kind of hard to fold that into the current narrative. You know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, but I do God, my throat. Mm-hmm. I um I think that people are like this sounds so corny, but spirituality and God is having like a huge resurgence. Like definitely. We were like very post religion and I think we are post religion, which is a great thing. But for a while it was like God is dead, fuck God, we're all like it's anarchy. But now we're all like, oh wait, like everything is kind of spiritual, everything is connected. Yeah. And no, I like, think like we're because like we're able to find um we're able to find things that we can pull from it. I think maybe people are just cutting religion from faith. You know what I mean? And keeping the faith part, which is cool. You yeah. got to keep the faith. I always say this. That is true. Got to keep the faith. Keeping the faith. Um, But yeah, I, I mean, I remember I read Joseph Campbell when I was younger, which is sort of like now seen as this uh, like dumb, like intro to philosophy book. What's the name of the book? The Origin of Humans? No, there, there's a couple. There's like Hero with a Thousand Faces. I think there's, I have one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he just talks about how... You know, there's a reason why every group of people around the world, independent of one another, essentially developed a spiritual system, many of which can mirror each other. A lot of that is done in post where he like implants. It's easy to implant like a uh, framework on top of a religious structure that's already created and being like, oh, well, this is like your allegory for Jesus when it's really different. But I think there is truth in the fact that like there is some sort of reason that 
people in South South America and in Norway both have pretty intense religious systems seemingly independent of each other and you could say like oh well you know that's from bifurcation in like diaspora of people and it's like yeah but why did they all hang on to it yeah well you need something that's I mean, probably it's, why it's coming back because shit's so fucked so yeah, people are like just, I gotta look to the sky again it's proven that I want some of that give them some of that um, it's proven that if you See, like, that's have something to believe in you're a happier person um yeah. Believe Have you ever read the Bible, Cooper? I mean, a little bit. I went to Christian school from like preschool to fifth grade. Did you? Yeah. Are your parents, were they Christian? No, but they were just those people that they were like, well, we'll just kind of give them God. Like, <laughs> we'll, we'll give, give them God. We'll give them a little mm, bit of God. Yeah, we'll but we'll, God. We'll Christian school just made me not believe in God after right. a while. Damn. Because in fifth grade, I remember we were learning about like prophets. And then I, I looked at my friend David and I was like, what if they were schizophrenic? That's when I learned about schizophrenic. Yeah, and then and then uh, and then we were like, we should ask the teacher. And then the, we asked the teacher, and then she just kind of paused, and she was like, "That's why we have faith." And then she walked away, and I looked at Dave, and I was like, "Dave, this they don't know anything." Gonna Which work. is actually now that you've heard like the the idea that in like shamanic uh, like cultures that are built around shamanism, the shamans generally are people that have like things that are akin to schizophrenia, but yeah. they're not seen as outcasts or forced to fit in. Yeah. They're given their own space to uh, sort of be like pillars of communities. Yeah. And in a lot of ways in those cultures, that works for them. Which is kind of beautiful. Absolutely. It makes so much more sense. I mean, it's like, it's, yeah, exactly what you're saying. It's like reserving space for something that is other, just like in um, it, a lot of indigenous people had like a uh, third and fourth gender where like someone yes. was like, oh, I don't identify as man and woman. They're like, okay, well then you're just other. Hydras and in, uh, and some of I them are considered India, holy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's it's not to say that those cult those cultures are all in all what we would see as progressive or whatever, but it does show like there there doesn't have to be this single mindedness. We did kind of create that out of nowhere. Yeah, it, I think that's a very Christian thing. It's too, very to be uh, like let's do some black and white kind of stuff. It's here. very Western mindset. Christian is almost like it's like just <laughs> been made like the simplest religion. What Western mindset makes me think of like a cowboy. You gotta have a I mean, cowboys got only have two genders. Cowboys be binary as hell. Yeah, that's right. Till we get out there in the fields and there ain't no warm. The, there was no until like the 19th century was there this idea that like we know what's happening when we die or whatever. Like right. before that, like any people of faith were like we don't actually know and part of the mystery of God is that like none of like it's all a continual relationship but do now you, it's like very much in a tiny box do either of you have any uh serious beliefs of what happens after you die no I don't I don't really you think, don't think anything I don't think anything Matt? happens um you know at my most optimistic which is not even optimism it just like is a fact like when you die, like energy is neither created nor destroyed mm -hmm. or whatever. So that when I die, when we die, the energy that we're cr like uh, made from is going to be dispersed somewhere. Sure. And in my most optimistic, I guess I believe in some form of reincarnation. Yeah. Like, will the conscious of that transfer, like, will I be, you know, I don't know. I fully believe in like direct spiritual reincarnation. 100%. What does that mean? Is like, that true? That's your thing? Yeah, like there is a persistent immortal soul that leaves your body upon death and then is put into like another body afterwards. And you, um, my thinking behind it is that like I won't even be aware that yeah. that is happening, yeah. but it is happening. It's yeah. not like I'm going to be like, oh, I used to be Matt and now I'm a pigeon. Right. Right. I mean, I think either way, it's like death is a transition, even if it is just a transition to death a body, is trans as hell, which it is trans. It's true. That's why I think it's like that's why like being with like especially someone who you're extremely close to while they're dying is amazing because like it's one of the greatest things in the world to like help your friend through that transition, sure. which is it's so fucked up when people get sad about it. Cause it's like your friend is doing the big thing. It's like this is the big thing. Right. This is what everything leads to. Well, and it makes sense to be sad about yeah, it. Yeah, it does. And it, you know, obviously you cry, but it's like all the same reasons you cry when someone dies are the same reasons to like be immensely grateful. And yeah. like the privilege of being there when someone dies is like right. if you've never gotten to experience it, it's like that's a it's such an important part of life to watch someone die. 
yeah. and be like, wow, well, that's it's why amazing that I could be here for you. Our friend Ahmed Weinberg, and uh, I mean, even more no, seriously. He's not my friend. Not your friend, your enemy. Uh, Ahmed Al-Qadri, uh, his uh, dad died, and I remember calling him and being like, hey, man, my dad died, so like, I-, I can, whatever you need, Like, I've been through the same thing. And then the next day he calls me, and he was like, Hey, yeah, I thought I'd call because you offered. Uh, we just washed our dad's body as a family together. And I was like, oh, we didn't go through the same thing at all. Yeah. We went through totally different things. But that's a thing in, uh, I don't know if it's specifically Muslims or Islam or like how, what, what culture that practice is related to, but washing the deceased body, like at your family member's body. And it puts you right there with the body. It's not in the casket. It's not separated. Yeah. It's not dressed up in nice clothes. It's like this is kind of the vessel being shipped off. And it's like that's so, it seems more healthy in a way. Totally. America's like uh, so afraid of death. Yeah. But like like in like the rivers of the Ganges, it's like people go and like watch like a live burning and then they watch like the remains get shoved into the river and it's like you should be extremely close to death what do you want happening. what do you want me to do with your body um uh probably like 101 north left lane left lane 101 north yeah people it, leaving the city just like <laughs> not yeah not uh, just to be clear i knew you weren't talking about spreading your ashes you just want me to dr- Tra- drape the body over the median or you could do like like a narcos thing where like you like hang me off a bridge with a sign that's like stop fucking with us oh yeah stay away from pepe yeah and or... then people are like who and then i have like a mystery and then like i like that yeah and it no. would also be great like if comedy worked out because then people would be like what was cooper into i want to do that and just say who is the batman who is the yeah, batman put who is yeah, the batman on right. it and then spark another batman controversy yeah. or just go who is this guy Who's it? Just a, just a sign go, do you know him? Do you know Because <laughs> he's dead. I hung him up here in case anybody... Just a really nice guy that finds a body. He doesn't realize yeah. he can just call the cops. He's right. like, I guess I got to hang it off a bridge and hopefully somebody on the 101 North recognizes oh, this fellow. That's so funny. Do you know you're, this man? Parentheses, putting up he is dead. Missing posters all over the city. Yeah. I was thinking about it when my grandma died. Is like the way, I guess, like in America, dealing with bodies is so funny because it's like we cremated her at like obviously a separate location and then we got her box of ashes and then we buried the box of ashes and yeah. it just gets the point it's like we burn the body and then we bury the ashes and it's under the ground you can go look at a plate and that's what it, it was i'm not saying i, I want to fucking leave her on a meadow and go stare at her decaying body but it is just very funny to be that like, would be, sick. be like let's burn it let's bury it let's get it away it's like geez we're really afraid yeah okay. yeah 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 we we burned my dad uh and spread the ashes and i don't think i blunt? got to I, in yeah we smoked it. would you smoke your dad in a blunt i don't think so yeah I feel like that. I I just feel like there'd be evil energy behind it it seems weird yeah it seems, it i feel like that's weird. evil in a way yeah there's something off about it but yeah, I don't think that if I could go back, I kind of would want to see the body and be like, oh, look at that. I think it's, yeah. there's something that is very... <laughs> look at that. That's nice. Look at that. I stayed with my grandma's dead body. I was like, the last time I'm going to see her face. Mm-hmm. She's dead, obviously. Dapped her up. We're, I dapped her up. Uh, people take sick. time to like mourn death in a lot of other cultures, and we like definitely avoid that. You know what I mean? Like a funeral oh, yeah. is kind of like a little after party, if you will. Like everyone, it's expected that you kind of act polite or whatever. That's why. So sitting shiva is so interesting to me, which is in the Jewish community where you sit with the body for like days, and then it's at such the end, amazing. Yeah, you it walk, makes so much okay, sense. Yes, and if that is someone close to you that you loved. Sitting Shiva is like a completely beautiful and like understandable thing to do. But I I can't help but thinking because we've all been to funerals where we're like, yeah, I don't really care. Right. right? Like, like we never really got to know my so aunt. Imagine sitting Shiva for someone where you're like, I mean, yeah, he went to my birthday a couple times. Yeah. But <laughs> and, and people are crying the whole time. And it's a multi-day. It's a multi-day event. Yeah. So you're just like, you're like day two. Oh, my God. How do I sneak my phone into this? Yeah. But even that is almost an amazing way to deal with death. Because if you're five and you're like, yeah, we got to I've been hanging out with this dead person the whole time. It's right. like that's still you're still becoming more comfortable with death. 
in in kind of a great way because then you're like that's eh, just you know something you gotta do <laughs> yeah also like it helps you, you when when you have someone you finally care about it helps you understand like why people were taking this like to heart in the past right there is something very sterile and very like inhumane about the way we deal with death and birth in western yeah, culture oh, yeah like uh my my roommate in college he's from brazil and uh, he's one of seven children. He's the oldest. He was born in a hospital, and his mom hated the process so much because they treat this isn't. Uh, but when you're in a hospital birth, they, it's treated like a disease. You know what? It's they like we do? have to cure this woman because she's pregnant. I had this idea because the reason why you want to have a hospital birth, which I completely understand, and like, I mean, I fully support this idea where if there are any complications. You are as close to the hospital as you can possibly be, and that baby has the best chance. But it's like they should give you an option at the hospital where if you want to do it yourself, like they give you a room, you have a midwife or whatever you want in there, and then if shit starts going south, then you can be like, oh, we're in the hospital, so let's get a doctor in here. Yeah. I think they should just do that because it's like the the argument against having a home birth, which I completely understand, is like you – and umbilical cord gets tied. You're, you're, you're screwed. There's yeah. no way around it. Like even if you have a good midwife, which I I hear good midwives are incredible and amazing. There are just certain things that you need modern medical equipment to do, from my understanding. So it's like they should just allow. But because hospitals are like made to make money, I'm sure that that wouldn't be, you know, a viable economic solution. Yeah. Well. well yeah. My friend. You gotta make money. It's gotta, all about the. Got to make money off the baby. It's all about the dollar. Get those babies in yeah. here. Yeah, we got some money to make. We got money to make, boys. <laughs> oh, you're pregnant. <laughs> I see dollar signs. A, a pregnant lady gets wheeled in, and a guy goes cha-ching. It's so funny because because like it is so normal to us, but that is literally like they're making bank off of you crazy. birthing a child. That's why or I never almost, really thought of or that. Almost dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Just any part of life, there's some, there's some cheddar. Dude, he he has headphones on. He's listening to uh, international players' anthem while he's taking the baby out. That is funny because like all you hear about doctors that deliver babies is that like every single time they're still like kind of in awe. Yeah, but it is funny to imagine a guy that's just like over just, it. He's just listening to like the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah, and it's like, and they're like, "Are you listening?" And he's like, "Yeah." He just he has this really interesting yeah. guest on right now. He's, I mean, God, they're exploring really exciting new fields of NFTs. But anyway, baby's coming. What's his baby's name? Baby's on its way. Trevor? All right, yeah. Trevor, you should think about Joe. How about yeah. Joe? Dude, that's such a perfect time to just say one thing to ruin the mood. Right. Just like, what are you going to name? And they're like, Colin. And if you're the doctor, you could just be in the back, just be like, Colin. <laughs> and like, even that, which is like, what? what? Like, oh, that's so funny. It would fuck up the whole thing. Um, We should have a live birth on the podcast. <laughs> that would be awesome. If you're a fan. If and- you're a fan and you're pregnant and it's on the way. Come have it on the pod. Probably if you're only like three months in, we we would I would want more notice. You would want to kind if of you're, if you're like eight months in. I I don't know if we're because re- I don't know. We do, do you have a tarp? Yeah, yeah, I have two in the back. If you're okay. eight and a half months in, come on the pod. Or Matt has like kind of a cute small bathroom. They could sit in the tub. Yeah, and then we would sort of be around. And your life partner would the also baby be there. the baby comes out and uh, the mother's like quick I need to get it on my chest and we're like no we are showing it the black swan poster right now right right <laughs> we're showing it the FKA twigs poster please we're gonna we're gonna let Matt's cats lick it we need to show quick. her twigs first yeah, yeah we're gonna show yeah, her yeah, twigs yeah. she needs to know about twig right our guest on the podcast this new baby. <laughs> We should deliver Rihanna's baby on the pod. That would be cool. If any of our listeners know Rihanna personally. Or ASAP Rocky. And if we birth a baby live on the podcast, then we could have the newest guest in podcast history. We NFT the baby. It would Ooh, NFT the baby. NFT the baby. Okay. What if I own somebody else's baby? Where it's like if you <laughs> it's their baby, they're raising it, but if you look on the blockchain that's my that's baby. my fear is i'll look i'll look at the blockchain i'll be like someone owns my penis yeah you'll be like someone wait a owns, minute i sent it to a woman like eight eight years ago but i'm like someone owns my penis who sold my penis who sold my penis who somebody made five hundred thousand. i mean i'm flattered but no it'd I'll be funnier right if now. it was like 12 dollars yeah you're like 11 50 
That's um, my penis. Okay. Uh, Wait, can you guys just explain to me in two minutes as a no, more... No, literally can't. I have no idea what it is. I think it's Bitcoin, but now they're pictures. They're pictures. Yeah. But the whole thing... That's the whole thing is last night these guys were talking about... But like, how does it raise its value? Like, if you own it, then what's... Demand. It's just demand. It's the same as stock Okay, prices. so I take a picture of my plant and I make it an NFT? Pretty much. And then, and then why is it valuable? Well, because it's like big companies like kind of swallow up the market. So then a bunch of people are buying the Bored Ape NFTs, which then rise, raises their price. But if you made an NFT, it almost sounds similar to starting your own company on the stock exchange, where it's like the blue chip ones is like you're never going to be as valuable as them, because, right. especially now it's saturated. Right. It's like a, so, is uh, it a, like, it's like another decentralized it's yeah. a way to store your money, basically. Mu- like, yeah, it's, there, it's all it's, just money. It's bullshit. It has it's nothing to simpler do with than I'm making it. It's not that complicated. That's the biggest thing is so many regular people are like, wait, I don't get it. And it's like, because you're not fucking stupid enough right. to get it. <laughs> That's why. Okay. And I just want to know, anyone in NFTs, I want you to know, no. you're a dumb motherfucker, no. okay? And you found something that's surrounded by other dumb motherfuckers that you convince yourself that Not you necessarily like you true. exist art but like you don't exist like the art world like n- art doesn't actually have uh like you know you can argue with this but like it is actually just a way to store money like when you sell like a piece of art for yeah, like a lot of the it time, is. you but know that's 65 like, million dollars it's like no one actually gives a sh- that much of a shit about that piece of art yeah but it's a way to investor, but that's yeah. what i hate so much is because that's the worst part of art is yeah. when it's used just for money, and now NFT is like this is that's the only thing yeah. about it. And they're like, I like last night this guy was like, yeah, I mean, you know, at one point like the comedy store is gonna need uh you know uh an NFT, and then he was like, you know, how cool would it be? And this they always say shit like this. They're like, how cool would it be if you were like, hey, come to the comedy store, and then you send them a link to the comedy store in Decentraland. And I wanted to just be like, the comedy store exists. Why is that cool? Why? Because you don't want to leave your house because you're a fucking coward? <laughs> Go out and meet people, you stupid fucking idiot. Also, like, how- he was talking to Brian, who, Brian Simpson, he's he's already on Netflix. He's, like, he's a future, probably oh, yeah. legend in comedy. Yeah. He's absolutely hilarious. He's on his way up. And this guy's talking to Brian about NFTs. And Brian's a grown-ass man, but I almost wanted to just be like, stop talking to him. It's stop tough. talking to him. He exists in the real world. Right. He's a person that people does things. Like yeah. And yeah. I was like, you... Do not exist. In the real world. Your whole life can be thrown away. Right. Do you know that? You, your whole life is on a hard drive. Right. You, you fucking... You've never done anything for anybody. Right. And listen, entertainment is a naturally selfish industry, but NFT is like, there's not even a starting point of even just humanity. I want to I wanna just let us all know if this podcast does well... The firestorm of negative comments that Cooper gets from this rant, I'm so excited for because not only are you ready, you're excited. I swear to God. You would love it. Anybody that does not like what I'm saying, I will DM you my address. He'll DM you. I will DM you my address because I can I because I have more passion than you. (laughs) Even if I'm smaller than you, I could beat up a three hundred pound. I'll tell you right now, you're bigger than all of them. I'm bigger than all of them. (laughs) Because if you do NFTs, you have no passion in your life. Interesting. You have nothing. I love you've this. Tried, you've tried. I think NFT people are it's like, you've tried to live in the real world. Right. You have tried. And now you're like, you know what? We're doing this different thing. And it's like, you're, you're running away from society right. is what you're doing. You're saying life is too hard, so I'm going to sell pictures of monkeys and convince myself that I've done something. I, on the other hand, am on the cutting edge. You're on the cutting edge. I'm on the cutting if edge. If this podcast ever makes an NFT, I will once again DM you my address, but you bring a gun and you shoot me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. you do. Kill Cooper. That's what, kill me. Um. Oh, 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 shoot. Uh. Before we get, uh, let's do uh, Gay Straight Pan, and then we have to uh, do some shout outs because we, we have people subscribe. So people subscribe. If you subscribe to the podcast and comment on the last video, I subscribed, you get a little shout out. We had a special subscriber too. Oh yeah! Special oh yeah! Subscriber. Okay. So, oh, we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt, do you want to start with gay? No. Cooper, do you want to start with Pan? Yeah. Um, I was doing a lot of um looks to myself last night when people were talking about NFTs. I was just eating my dinner, and then they would say stuff, and I would just be like, <laughs> "All right, fucker!" Like I was doing a lot of that, and also kind of hoping other people would see. But yeah, that's why oh, you always yeah, do those. Okay. Um. 
uh, something straight uh, I did was uh, for Valentine's Day, I went to the Pleasure Chest. It's a great sex shop. Great little it's sex really shop. really inviting. But I bought the most vanilla things you can buy there. What'd you buy? Just a, a riding crop and a little feather. Ice cream. What's a riding crop? A riding crop's like this kind of, you know, the thing in the Kentucky Derby that you use for horses? A you, saddle? No, 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 no. Like there, you, you see him do that. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, wait, that doesn't sound that vanilla to me. It's pre- I mean, as far as sex shops go, it's kind of like the base. Meaning you didn't buy like a 17-foot dildo Yeah, I'm not doing edge play out here. You know what I mean? You're all the way in it. Um. Okay, and uh, Matt, something gay you did? Um, you had gay Valentine's Day. Yeah. Yeah, Valentine's Day. It was so sweet. It was the, like, honestly, I think it was like the first Valentine's Day that I've ever had with someone that I love. Um, That's really nice. That's beautiful. Yeah, or like that we celebrated. Like, I've had boyfriends in the past who are like, I don't give a shit about Valentine's right. Day. Right. Um, and also, it was his for, like, he was like, I've never really cared, but like, yeah, it was really, really, Cutie. really sweet. Okay, uh, so we're going to go with uh, J-Bone for subscribed. J-Bone? J-Bone. J-Bone. If you make an NFT, Kilt Cooper will do that to you. But thanks for tuning in. But thank you for tuning in. I feel like in. we could get flagged for threatening to Yeah, no. maybe we... Let's try it. Let's like do another like take of that, just their, in case. You're literally naming the person, yeah. and you're like, hey, I'm going to... Let's I said if he does something, that's still That's, a direct threat. I think it's pretty bad. Yeah. Hey, J-Bone, subscribed. We will not kill you. J-Bone, if you want to go to the LA gun range, hit me up. Hit Cooper up. I've That's, never been. That one's fine. Uh, Haley Koyu, uh Mijan. Haley, if we were in the forest, I'd let you Do take you the lead. Do you want me to um, read these names? Koyu Mijan is a hard last name. Okay. You had a lot more confidence on the second read. I think it sounded good. Yeah, uh, it sounded believable. Miss Claire. Miss Claire. Miss Claire, I want to have a football throwing competition with you. Okay, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Also that's... a 40-yard dash. Antonio Sarah Jr. Antonio Sarah Jr., future owner of five-star Michelin Give restaurant. Cooper a kiss. Just um, on the pee hole. Erica on Draven. Erica Draven, um, I hope you're going to see the new Batman movie. Um, <laughs> hey, and weekend's coming up, Erica. Save the date. Save the date. Is it coming out this weekend? I don't know. But the, weekend's, the weekend is coming up. Grant Kawata. Grant Kawata, I hope you watch Mythbusters. Um, <laughs> such a good show. They and used to shoot silicone on it. Last but not least, Will Hines. Will Hines. If you don't know Will Hines, comedy bang bang, longtime improv superstar, UCB, one of the funniest people in funniest Los Angeles. Funniest in the world. His subscribe means a lot more than the rest of you. Unfortunately. To be completely honest. He's a really smart, funny, and kind person, which very is a kind. rare very combo. Kind. Yeah. He's very kind. Most so, of us only have two or one of those. And Will, because you subscribed, you can fuck Cooper. You, yeah, you can fuck me. The rest of you, step your game up. Yeah. Okay? Be an improv uh, legend. Very few of you have the comedic prowess that Will Hines has. Um, Send us right. your credits, though. Thank you, everybody. Thanks so much. Thank you. Oh, are we done? Yeah. Oh, should I? I okay. I was going to say that um, only 52 minutes. I had a threesome on Valentine's Day. Why didn't you bring that up with the gay part?